Hello and welcome to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. Ben Damon here alongside a couple of very familiar faces in Australian boxing. Jade Mitchell we'll get to in just a moment, but Blake Caparello is here, um, has won all sorts of belts, and now your father as well, Blake. Congratulations. We just met little Briar. How is fatherhood going? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's going good. Love and life. So ready to get back in the ring, Feb 22. Yeah, um, obviously uh, changes your attitude to things a little bit fatherhood, does it? Uh, yeah. You need to win these fights even more now? Yeah, that's right. And especially where I'm at now, losing's not an option. Got to win. I'm not far from a world title shot. So come Feb 22, you know, see the best play Caprello. I've got to get rid of Regan, uh, make a statement and hopefully get in line for a world title. Yeah, beauty. We'll talk about that fight in just a moment. But uh, congratulations as well to Jade Mitchell. You've got a new elbow. Yes, new elbow, mate. We're good to go. We're ready to rock. It's 2019. Good. That's from the war with Paulson, is it? Uh, <laughs> where did it go wrong? Oh, I think the amount of times I hi- I think I hyperextended that elbow about five times around in that yeah. fight. At uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving you on. Talk about that? Yeah. No, okay. No, no, we've talked um, about all right. Plenty. Uh, plenty coming up. And at the end of this episode as well, we're going to go through. Um, it's time for the Oz uh, Boxing Awards of 2018. So we're going to go through the uh, nominees in each category at the very end of this episode. Um, we'll see if either of these gentlemen. Are uh, acknowledged, uh, no doubt. Fight of the year will uh, include Jade and uh, Kim Paulson. Um, like uh, <laughs> we did a thing the other day um, through Ozboxing. Uh, I wrote some stuff up about the five fights we really want to see in 2019. Uh, number one of them was you against Reagan Desai or Desai, um, and it's already been locked in. And it's a it's it's a big fight. How did it come about uh, for you? Uh, well, I think after I beat Trent Broadhurst. I was sitting down with my trainer and he told me that some father called me out on social media, said it's time for Blake to step up and fight his son, who happened to be Regan. Um, And there's no disrespect at that time. I hadn't heard of him, hadn't seen him. So we made the offer straight after the fight to see if we get him. Couldn't get him anyway. I think at the time I was training with Lincoln. Uh, Now here we are, one in August. He beat Steve Lovett, who, you know, is finished anyway. And we are chasing Steve Lover back eight years ago when I was going through the rankings. But he wants to step up now. He's accepted the fight. And I just want everyone to know that he was the one that called me out. So don't make it look like, oh, he's still young and he can regroup. And, you know, it's good on him for taking the fight. He called me out. I've made the fight happen. So Feb 22, it's, it's on. And he, he's going to see a different class. Why were you so keen to take the fight? Just, is it because he's got a world ranking or just because you like it when someone calls you out? A bit of both. Um, he's got a world ranking and a good one, so happily going to take that away from him. And also, you know, I want to show them the best Aussie in the country, best Aussie light heavyweight. They've all called me out, and we've, you know, we haven't faltered yet. He's 22 years old. Um, you mentioned that fight with Steve Lovett, which we all saw. Um, huge right uppercut. He's pulled that out a few times. He, he can bang, but he does look like he's got a little bit of filling out still to do, do you think? Yeah, of course. You know, I don't go into any fight overlooking anyone. So, you know, I, I'm sure he's got good pop, but every fighter's got a good pop when someone's standing in front of you or leaning into an uppercut. So, you know, he threw that uppercut from a mile away. Oh, we'll see. We'll see Feb 22. Jade, what do you think um, happens in that fight? You've watched a little bit of the he's president. Not, he's not going to doubt me yeah, anymore. <laughs> saying, oh, yeah, mate, you can't. You can't. Every every challenge so far, Blake stepped up and he's got the job done. Um, massive step up for the president. 
I think it's it's yeah, it is game of them to step up and ta- and want the fight, but they did call him out, and once again, Caprello's going to answer. Um, yeah, we alluded to your fight against Trent Broadhurst, uh, one of the outstanding performances by any Australian boxer last year. Uh, did you did you tip Trent? Yeah, and strongly to stop him. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot that. Did you? I was on a south or he was leaning on the fence, but to stop me. Come on, Jade. <laughs> and then you, you went out, and um, I like I like Trent as a bloke as well. Um, I thought it would yeah. be a really close fight. I thought that um, I, I had you winning on points. <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to come out and turn into Gennady Golovkin though, and um, drop him three times in the first round. What happened there? Um, I, I had a really good camp. I was up with uh, Badu Jack. And just a message that his manager sent me saying that he had more trouble with my left hand than he did Adonis Stevenson's. It just gave a bit more of a, you know, it's just a mental, a mental thing. And I thought, if he's having trouble, mate, Trent Broadhurst is going to eat this left hand. And I was confident. I actually thought, my trainer said to me, he goes, go out, just ease your way into it, and then we'll pick it up. I just got in there and I thought, you know what, he came out strong, didn't get his distance. I thought, it's all over. He's just made the big mistake. He's, I'm going to catch him, which I did. And that was it. So that's how you felt. You felt he crowded his yeah. work from the get Yeah, he, he came out and didn't... Fell into the yeah, oh, it's all good to come out in a fight aggressive. Yeah. But he didn't work behind his jab. And we all know Trent's got a good jab and that, but he didn't... He just tried to come... Yeah, he just yeah. came out, tried to throw that right hand. I thought, you haven't even got your distance yet. So I, I was happy straight. I actually smiled and like, yeah. Let him fall into the shots. Yeah. unbelievable performance. I, I don't think any of us picked that. No, it was one of those fights you say, oh, well, anything could happen here, but uh, not that. We didn't yeah. think you'd drop him three times in the first round. So, uh, yeah, remarkable uh, performance, no doubt at all. You mentioned Adonis Stevenson there. Um, you've had plenty to do with him, sparred him uh, a fair bit as well. Uh, that was pretty scary. Uh, yeah. And it still remains quite scary. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I've done two month-long camps with Adonis and got a good friendship with him. And he was actually going, you know, it was, he was still doing, he was in the fight. It was a close fight and everyone knows Adonis can bang. And I just think it was unfortunate. He was going down and the rope sort of held him up and it wasn't good to see. And it's, I'm glad to hear that he's, you know, out of yeah. the coma and that. He's and out of the woods to some extent. Yeah. So hopefully the uh, ongoing effects are not too yeah, serious for right. him. But, um, yeah. I, I still never got to see the, the entire fight. Was, was there much damage being copped throughout the fight? He took some really good yeah. shots early on. Um, and he, then later on... He kept, Kept coming, and he had his moments in the middle stages. But yeah, there was some because there was some big l- shots late. A lot of guys are just too tough for their own good. Was mm. yeah. So like I said, I saw the finish, and the finish was the finish was great, but it wasn't like this spectacular. Like oh man, he's in real trouble. Yeah. Um. So that's why I asked. Like, did yeah, he yeah. take punishment throughout the fight? Yeah, but at least he's um he's he's still kicking. Uh, so hopefully good. he's uh. He's not too bad as he uh, continues along his way. We should talk about um, what's coming up this weekend because obviously Manny Pacquiao has a big fight uh, against Adrian Broner. That's on main event um, this Sunday. On the undercard of that fight and really early on is George Cambosis um, having the most uh, recent of his international fights. I think it's the third of his American fights now. He gets to fight at uh, Madison Square Garden on a Manny Pacquiao <coughs> undercard. He's not televised. He's very early on. Um, he's had a withdrawal with his opponent. Um, he's come up with a, another opponent. Looks quite tough. A Mexican fella. Um, I guess it's a bit like Bill Alakaway a couple of weeks ago. He, he, he's on a big show, but yeah. unfortunately he's a bit early. Yeah, M- MGM. Um, look, I think... MGM, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved uh, venues across yeah. the country. Now, look... Um, Hopefully, hopefully, with all the work he's doing with Pacquiao, hopefully he does get a, a show on the televised card soon, and hopefully Bilal does as well. Um, but just, mate, just the opportunity to, to fight on these shows and to fight at MGM or Madison Square Garden, like, would you Shoot. jump at the chance yeah. to do that? Yeah, definitely. 
Yes or no depends, I suppose. Do you want to be on at midday? Well, at that stage yeah, of your against, career, you're past that now. Yeah, well, George, I actually liked what he was doing back home, you know, for Bala and who was the other one? Um, Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Yeah. Yep. That's, I, I was really enjoying it. I said, you know what, you have to respect that because I like people that go through the Aussie rankings and do what they're doing. Um, now, the last two fights, I think it's back steps. I know he's in the international scene, but... I think it'd be good even if he can come back headline I was speaking to you Ben before it'd be good to see him come, come yeah. home headline a few events you know maybe draw out a half decent name and build his name that way rather than be on that no one's probably going to watch I know the last guy was happy to get a photo with Pacquiao after the fight and then went out there and done whatever he had to do and see you later yeah, yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you I think this it's Ray Perez the guy who is fighting the Mexican um, this weekend who, who's got a decent record he's gone the distance with some strong fighters um, he's had obviously some pretty weak opposition uh, Cambosis in his last couple of fights but yeah I think um, it'd be a great idea for the Cambosis camp and also for the Akaway camp to have a look at coming back and trying to establish themselves here again because these are guys who are flying the flag internationally getting a good amount of publicity, particularly Akaway with that Madison Square Garden fight. He got huge publicity as though he was a main mm. event back here. Maybe come back and try and capitalise that, bring their names along, put them on some decent shows here and um, then head back overseas when they're going to be on televised portions of cards against proper opponents when they're getting good money. So, well, uh, the Akaway, you come home and could see a world rating. You know, Jade's got a world yeah. rating and who, who knows? <laughs> we're not allowed to... Yeah, we're talking or yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. The figure come up. No, no, no. Like, yep, I'm here. No, yeah, no, it's like, I'm yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that would, the, the super middleweight division, it's it's strong. Yeah, oh, it's great. You got that. You know, no one talks about that. Ferris, he can fight. Yeah. Um, you got Jade here. Zach can, you know. These good local fights with Bilal, Roel Murdoch. Yeah. Heaps. And I know Jade, I was speaking to Jade before, and he'd love to make the fights. He reckons even if you got the light everywhere and Brian, you know, dug deep, he might even <laughs> fight me. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, well, so, no, but like he said, that it'd be good to get him back. Yeah. Somehow, maybe even do a super middleweight showdown. Well, that'd be yeah. perfect, a super middleweight tournament of some description. But everyone wants to protect their records. Yeah, yeah, which that's is unfortunate. Right. Everyone's in different paths and on uh, in different directions at the moment. Ryan Murdoch as well. And, um, there is a really good super middleweight fight that has been made, though, on the undercard of the February 8 um, show at the Horton Pavilion. It's headlined by John Hoppawati and Paul Gallon, so a bit of a novelty heavyweight fight that will be very fun. But um, there's a really good super middleweight fight right. on that card. Matteo Tapia is fighting against Adam Copland. They're both yes. undefeated. Yeah. Um, that's an outstanding fight at Super Middleweight. Definitely. Um, I, I actually seen that Matteo, is it Matteo? Tapia, yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. He was actually 69 kilos and got to meet him in that. And I watched his last fight. Very outstanding. Like, the kid's, he's got he's a lot going for Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he's strong. From when I seen him, he was 69 kilos, 10 kilo heavier nearly. So. Yeah. And hats off to both boys actually having a crack early in their career. That's something that I felt I deal with. <laughs> Aaron Lay then Mitch Clark straight off the bat because you've got to test the water early it's a tough sport I'd prefer to I'd prefer to know where I'm at yeah fight decent level opposite decent level domestic guys and uh, and then move on from there and it wasn't a hard fight to make because Tapia had an opponent that, that couldn't get finalised um, the promoter was is Matt Rose and, and rang me and said oh who do you think he should fight and I said well Adam Copland was meant to be fighting mostly Amataggi a couple of weeks ago so I think he's keen to fight anyone he rang him and the fight was made like an hour and a half later That's what so they're keen. Like yeah. th those two guys will fight anyone, as has been seen. And, um, yeah, that'll be a show still, and no yeah. doubt. That's a, that's a great fight. Yeah, and you know what? Whoever does lose, if there is a losing, if it's not a draw, it's not a bad loss. Both, I think you said 5-0. and oh. um, Like Jade said, at that stage, you want to know. 
yeah. can I clean out my division, mm-hmm. like at the country, like at five and zero, oh, there's nothing to lose. I'd prefer take a tough fight. It's a fifty-fifty fight. You can build from there. Yeah. He's been doing good rounds with uh, Sakio for quite a while as well, Tapia and yeah. um, Copland has been doing lots of rounds with Ron Murdoch. So um, they're guys who've got big futures and that's a really good fight. There's another good fight on that undercard as well with Mark Lucas is fighting against um, Rocky Jerkic um, at middleweight or at 74 kilos, so a catchweight catch above weight. middleweight. Yeah. Jerkic's been out for a while. Yeah, Jerkic has been out for a while. Did, has he fought since the Butters fight? I think that was his last fight. Yeah, okay. or he might have had a tune-up. Did, Did he, have he have one? Yeah, he may have had one, but nothing of, of great but, yeah, it's been a while since the... Yeah. Well, it's a good fight. Both boys have been uh, been inactive. Yeah. Lucas had Lucas retired. retired. Yeah. yeah, so they're back. No, it's, it's a great fight. Great card, great undercard. Props to... Um, no limit. No limit. Yeah, no, no limit. Boxing yeah. promotions. Um, Tim Zhu is also fighting for a Commonwealth title um, in his eleventh pro fight. He's had about twenty-five yeah. opponents fall over. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to be fighting Harper. Uh, that fell over. Yeah. Um, then they had another pom. He fell over, and I think there's a pom about to sign a contract. We hope um, to come out and and take part in that fight. But it's 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 proving very difficult for Tim Zhu to get opponents over here. He's got some things happening internationally. I know there's talk of um, top ranking ESPN. <clears throat> deals, so maybe he he needs to start looking at international fights in order to get fights because it's it's looking quite difficult. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's no look here. There's there's a Rafa Dwight Ritchie. Oh, I'd love to see that fight yeah. too. Dwight Ritchie. Dwight's a hell of a mover. Um, well, I think they were all spoken to, and uh, yeah. no one. I know that Zarafa was was spoken to. Yeah, I know there was offers made uh, by both teams as well. So we said we'll fly him out to Melbourne. For this show, I think it was um, last year. So whatever, I don't know the ins and outs of that. We all know boxing, so that fell through. But yeah, we've obviously Michael moved on and got the chance with Cal, and yeah, now he's got to move on again. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. What do you think back on that fight between Zarafa and Kelbrook? You were in the corner yep. um, that <clears throat> night at Sheffield when um, it looked for all money that Zarafa was completely out of his depth in round one, but then he came back and put in a spirited performance and impressed uh, pretty much everyone who watched. Yeah, he definitely did. Like, round one was a worry, but once we got him back at the end of that round, we just made him regroup, and he did. He come out, got himself back in the fight. You know, it was, even though the scorecards probably didn't say it was close, it was closer than the scorecards say. It just maybe it was just getting edged you know hometown fight it's hard to get as well but mm. you know especially late in the fight Zarafa you know finally throwing that right hand and was throwing it hard and hurting Cal uh, just obviously a bit of an experience but um, it was a good learning experience for Michael the crowd the crowd was crazy I must yeah. admit but um, it's definitely good for Michael He'll, he's come back home we've all regrouped um, and yeah, he's got big things coming as well I think what he showed most in that fight as a fighter is maturity He's looked like a rabbit in the headlights in that first yeah. round. And to get his way back into there, into the fight, and to, um, mate, no one's going to just, you're not going to just bowl over Zarafa. Like, he showed a lot of ticker in that, and he showed maturity that wasn't there when he stepped up against Quillen. And, look, look totally different. Totally different beast, Quillen and, um, Quillen and Brooke. But, um, yeah, maturity. So, and the thing, Mick's so young too. So he's got plenty of time ahead of him and it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here. Yeah, maybe they get another opportunity over there in the UK. I'd imagine there will be an mm. offer at some point because there's uh, lots in and around that division and he did impress enough to get another chance over there. Probably they'll put him in as a B-side hoping that he gets beat, but um, it's a chance again for him yeah, to go definitely. over there and shock them. And maybe this time 
he doesn't get affected by yeah. the crowd. He gets out there and fights his own fight from the start. Um, for you, uh, you're starting your training apprenticeship. Is that the idea? You gonna... Nah, no. Nah, I said to my trainers, like I'm happy. I always, even after my career, I said to Sam, I go, I'm happy to be an assistant. Once you're done, I'm in, I'm done as well. I'm not. I see the work that the head trainers and Jade will understand as well. Like I just don't Mate. have it sort of interest in it. Like I was happy. I said to I'll go over there because I understand Sam's game plans. I'm the closest thing to Sam. And I, I know Michael's comfortable and most of the team are comfortable for me there. But for myself to be a head trainer, yeah, it's not on my radar. Just the time you've got to put in as well. Like, uh, the t- as far as the amount of time we put in, then, look, I look, we've got the kid on the way. If I have a son, the last thing I want to do is be in a boxing gym when I'm yeah. 70 like Lennifer. Like, <laughs> I want to grow old fat after boxing. I don't want to train no fighters. That'll take 15 minutes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not the old part. No, not the part. old part. Um, uh, after talking about Zarafa and Brooke, um, there, there's been really strong rumours, and I've had some conversations the last 24 hours or so about Jeff Horn fighting against Kill Brooke, likely back over there again. Um, it is a conversation that has been had. Uh, they haven't got very far with it, but it's something that I know Jeff's very keen on. I spoke to him straight after the Zarafa fight. He said, "Yeah, that looks perfect for me. I'll go and fight Kill Brooke now." Um, and they have had some initial conversations. I know Jesse Vargas is in the mix as well, but um, gee, it looks like a great fight. For Jeff Horn, if they can, if they can possibly get it over there, or or if some big money comes in, they can do it in Queensland. That's mm. a good, definitely a good fight. I think people also take away from Michael. They looked yeah. at it, yeah, he got hit a lot in that first round, couple of rounds. But what it did to survive, I think people are taken away from his training and you know what we actually worked on defensively. And Michael's only been with Sam for I think it was about six months. If this was another six months down the track, it would have been a different story. He, he's got the grasp of it, of how to defend and that, but he wasn't doing it to the T. And I think people are taken away from, oh, Michael's getting, yeah, oh, this is a good fight for us. Cal's, yeah, Cal's done. We can get him. Um, give Michael credit for what he did. And like Jay said, he showed maturity, got his way back in it, you know, started again behind that jab and believing in himself. Yeah, so, but it's still, like you said, that division's hot. Mm. Still so young, so... Yeah. Plenty, plenty more miles on the clock for Zarafa. Yeah, there, there certainly are. Um, if Horn doesn't end up with that Brook fight, who do you want to see him fight? You don't care. Who would I like to see Horn fight? Yeah. I just want to see him in, in big fights. Yep. He's, um, he's done his apprenticeship. He beat a legend. Um, he took on, took on Crawford, uh, fixed up Chuck. Let's see Horn in a few more big fights before he calls it a day. Yep, no doubt at all. Um, Give so- him Zarafa. Oh, Zarafa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got a big Aussie showdown. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe Zarafa gets a couple of wins. Um, yeah, yeah, gets back in the game. That, that could make some sense. Uh, no doubt at all. But, uh, yeah, I, I know they've got some, some designs on some big names. Uh, they were looking at a couple of the uh, WBA regular champions and bringing them out here for big fights. That hasn't happened. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're searching. They want to do it in April or May, so it won't be too far away. Um, Liam Parrow's back in action pretty soon as well. Um, he's got a big show up in Mackay, uh, where he's originally from. He's fighting against an Italian fella, so good to see uh, where he's going to next. He's looked super impressive so far. Yeah, once again, like just he's a baby too, and uh, DiCarlo's bringing him along really well. He's exciting. Um, sky's the limit for for Paro, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see as as he goes along. They're matching him with DiCarlo, like um, the opponents are getting more and more expensive. Um, but he's certainly one to watch. Have you seen much of Paro? I've seen his last fight. Who was it? Was it against the, um, the German, German guy? Trek yeah, Link. done. Yep. Yeah, done yep. really well. Um, like you said, you'd like to see him. I oh, know it's only what's out there you can bet. He moves, he's quick. Um, Southpaw, 
pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, he's um, poor. Yeah, he, he does. He, he punches hard. Yeah, he moves well. It'd be um, nice to see. Nice and sharp. He's just too young at this point. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, yeah, they'll get criticism like everyone will for, for not bringing him along. But he so done, you, he done the sometimes you've got to wait. Yeah, he had a nice opponent to look good against. Yeah. And he did. He that, did what he had to do. That new crop who are coming through, you've got Paro, Mzu, Opatea, um uh, Mitchell. Else we got? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the old guy now. Tapia, Tap, Mateo. Yeah, Tapia. Tap, yep. So Brock mate, Jarvis has got a fight Brock coming Jarvis. up. He's headlining a card in Sydney. I think it's the 1st of March at Redfern that Jeff Fenwick's putting on. I actually saw a little bit of um, Hassan Hamden. Nader's young fella yep. the other day sparring. Man, he's uh, he's come a long way. He's yeah. on the watch. Nader keeps telling me about him. I haven't seen much of him, but uh, yeah, he keeps he's telling me really he's going to be handy. That counter, that counter right hand, the dip and just launch it, it was good. Yeah, yeah he's yep. from good stock. So uh, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. Paro and the young crop coming through. Uh, we've got a few, like as we just touched on, No Limit Promotions. We've got... Um, DDP, they're doing awesome things too. Uh, Juco is still around with, with Horn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we've got... They're D&L now, Juco. D&L. D&L. Yep. Stands for Dean and Liam. That's his they're son. split, didn't they? Yeah, yep. there's a split. So Joe Parker's gone. He's over um, they took one the each. other side. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Horn is here with Dean and Liam. So, uh, yeah, big things happening for plenty of the promoters. Um, excitingly, you mentioned DDP there. Um they do have Dennis Hogan getting in at some stage with Jaime Mungia, which is an extremely difficult fight, but a, a world title that shot guys. that he's that he's really keen on. You see much of of him, Mung- Mungia? Yeah, he can. He can. He's big. Yeah, like how he makes it's. He's sixty. Was he fight sixty nine? Sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, and, he's, he's and his arms are long. And yeah. you know, technically, he's not probably not the greatest technician, but mate, every shot is loaded. Yeah, and he finds those nice body shots. He can fight. Yeah, he really can. But Dennis Hogan, to his credit, is so keen on that fight. Yeah. Like he he sees something that we don't see. Yeah, of course. That he thinks, oh no, this is this is what I want. Like I was saying, oh gee, it'd be handy if he goes up and wait that guy. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He goes, no, no, no. He's he's the one. He'd be fine. So yeah, we we can all see a lot. Like if I watch him, you can see, you can pick plenty. Yeah, but you also. I suppose what stock you've got as well for yourself. Like, can you disgage? Like, take that away from the person. Um, everyone, we can all have game plans, but once we get hit, we've got to see. Can you stick to your stick to your guns or? You're yeah, a, no, awesome fight. Your opponent, Desire, you've never stood next to him, have you? You'd never, Which one? You've never met your, your the, Desire? Yeah, no, never. Because he's, a, he's, he's a bit taller than I think you, I believe. Six, two, six three, I think. Six three. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It doesn't matter, short or taller. Doesn't matter. You got to do the same job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that show. I'll be coming down to call um, that fight. Very much looking forward to that. So Always that, happy exciting. to have Ben down in Melbourne, aren't oh, we? Pleased to be here. Oh, <laughs> it gets old quick. He's <laughs> just joking. Uh, okay. Anything else coming up, Jade? There's a couple. I think um, we were talking about Joel Brunker's got a, um, another fight coming up against... Um, the African fellow who fought a couple of times with Bill El Dib. Bruno, I, I yeah. I can never remember his name. Bruno. Do you know how to say his surname? Uh, <laughs> go on. No. Just have a go at it. No. Bruno's one and one with Bill El Dib. Yeah. And um, he's actually training with them alongside the Maloney's now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so... Mate, he's, he's certainly got a good sparring, that's for sure. Yeah. He's... he's, he's uh, Training alongside he cut Andy. He cut Andy, didn't he? To, it was Bruno. Yeah, I think it was. Ooh. I think it was to rule him out of his most recent fight. Have you heard any inside goss on what's happening with the Maloney's? Um, where they're um, off to? 
I I have, but that uh, we can't discuss yeah, it just yet because nothing's actually. I have too, but I would hope that you yeah. were going to say. I haven't, so you just want to share. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a good fight on the weekend that you missed on the. I think it's the Pacquiao undercard. Badu Jack and Marcus Brown. Yeah, isn't it? Good light heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so. you, you know plenty particularly about Badu Jack. Yeah, well, um, and with Marcus, we've actually had three fights fall through with him. Oh, right, yeah, okay. So, really? Yeah, with Marcus Brown in the past. Yeah. Um, there was one we got offered him last year as well, which, yeah, didn't work out with dates-wise. Yeah. But definitely, that's a that's a fight to watch because I think they're fighting for the interim, WBA interim world title. Yeah, they are. So, so the WBA yeah, it's smearing I know some belts around. Marcus is a quick starter. And then if it gets deep, mm, he might he might sink. Yeah. So I think and Badu Badu takes he the only thing with Badu takes him too long to get going. So round six sometimes he starts and like you could have possibly given away six, which I think he basically did against the donors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely one to watch for myself. And yeah, on the that's probably better than the Pacquiao Broner. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to the Pacquiao Broner fight just to see. You know, again, what, what Broner turns up. Yeah, well, what Broner turns up, but what Pacquiao's got left at this point, mm. because obviously we saw him get bashed up by Jeff Horn, and then we saw him against Matisse look really good. But good what vitamins was, against what was, Matisse, probably. Well, there, <laughs> there are those accusations, and well, that won't be an issue this time around, yeah. because uh, there is Bron- drug testing. When you see Broner, it's so frustrating to watch because for five rounds, <laughs> doesn't throw any punches, and then he, he comes out with like yeah. two minute spur, and it's like, all right, here we go, and yeah. it's just like, look at this. Then he goes back in his show, and it's like he can bring more consistency. Yeah. Did you did you watch Bruno on the way up? Like how yeah, watched, how entertaining, how yeah. explosive. Yeah. He's just had the lighter weight. Yeah. 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 And now, like you said, he just does nothing. Even against Mikey Garcia, like I know it was basically a show, but then he showed brilliance. Like, mate, why are we waiting so long yeah. for? So it's, he's just he's a frustrating. Like if you get Broner, like you said, when he's coming up, it could be for a fight on. Our Sunday it is but Yeah Well he's frustrating everywhere Adrian Broner Because what he does do Is he sells well So yeah, he'll always definitely. be in big fights They love him over there That's how he's got this fight Against Manny Pacquiao But he lets himself Blow out between fights He's probably two divisions Above where he should be um, Weight wise Don't look at me like that uh, Jade um, <laughs> And um, then obviously He finds himself in trouble Constantly Then he says some Ridiculously stupid things um, And then he doesn't Throw any punches In some yeah. fights So I think that This is a fight That Manny Pacquiao If he He's got anything left. He should win and win pretty clearly. Yep. But you just never know, I guess, with Adrian he out, He's got no filter. What about his last call about Freddie? No it's good to see he's got Freddie back in to shake things up. Oh, it's like, that, like <laughs> it's disgraceful. Yeah. And, and he said a lot of things. And he's that not are, sure. Like, he, he, how you can say that? It's like, yeah. He genuinely is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could. But you know what? Like you said, he sells fights, sells and, and even if he loses, if he loses a boring fight, guess what? The next person he'll probably get another big. He fight. He will get another big fight because he he'll sell again, yeah. and this yeah. will do really well as a pay per view as well. Yeah. Um, Pacquiao against Broner, and they've got good coverage. The um, all the build up, the all access, and all that has been really good. So um, probably one that we hope. Manny Pacquiao wins and maybe ends up with Jeff Horn again at some point. Uh, who knows? Uh, they'd love that fight. That would I be might great. as well tell you. What about one more? What about, is Tyson Fury going to fight AJ? I think he goes back to Wilder. Well, yeah. Who won that fight? I, I was happy with the draw. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy with yeah. the draw. How we got up? You know what? How we got up from that? That was all like it's incredible. Yeah. Well, that, that was an incredible moment yeah. in boxing what history. A fight, what he did. What a, yeah. Great fight because yeah. of that. Yeah. I had I had fury ahead, but yeah, I was happy with the draw. Yeah, but um, the, the rumor now is that April 13, where we thought that we might see that fight, and we still might see him AJ against one or the other. Maybe we're going to see Vladimir Klitschko against 
uh, Dillian White. That's the latest rumour. I don't know if there's anything really? in that. Klitschko uh, said it was fake news. Ah. Mickey says yeah. Klitschko said fake news. Okay. Yeah, I, that must be honest, why I was on the plane. You don't want to see Klitschko come. Like, no, no. no. Um, I, I, good, I didn't you know, like I, the sound of it. Yeah, like. I was happy with the last fight. I haven't yeah. watched much Klitschko, but his fight against AJ I thought was great. He done well. Best Klitschko I've actually seen, considering even though he got stopped, but he showed heart and... It was actually an entertaining fight. In British boxing, um, amongst a lot of the mainstream British boxing journalists, fake news becomes news very, very quickly at the moment. There's a race to be first. That's all it is. I actually, I loved uh, the rematch, White Chisora. That was good fun. Oh, yeah. And at least it's just exciting to have an exciting heavyweight division again. It's been dormant for mm. so many years. It was a great fight until the referee got a bit too excited and then I think that Chisora thought that he was behind when he actually wasn't on the cards yeah. and started to open himself up and then he got caught with that ridiculous Ooh. shot. Mm. Big shot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of really good things happening. Um, yeah, we wait and see what happens April 13. We wait and see what happens with that rematch between Fury and Wilder. Hopefully uh, we do see it. Um, anything else coming up domestically? What do you got there? Well, your... we've got the farewell of Sammy Solomon. Ah, yes, he's, of course. He's, mate, he's been a, an absolute legend of Australian boxing and uh, yeah. he's calling it a day against Manny Siaka. It's a fight. That's actually a fight that I really like for Sam to, uh, to go out on. So ho I'm hoping that I can get this elbow right and be back in time for that. What date is that? Uh, the 30th of March. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be um, it's gonna be just a big tribute to Sammy, his career. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just I hope I can be a part of it. As you know, I'm super close with Sam and um, he's become a good good friend of mine, mm. a mentor, and he's, yeah, it goes out of his way for me. So I really hope I'm ready for that one. And a modern-day legend of Australian boxing as well with everything that he's achieved and to have that many losses early in his career and come back and eventually win uh, that world title and win it twice against Felix Sturm in Germany when it was still half impossible to do so. Um, incredible stuff. Such a long, hard road. If someone said to me, you might win a world title, but you're going to be the opponent for the rest of your career, I'd go buy a pair of gumboots and get back in the concrete. Like, seriously, he oh, did it. No, cool. mate. <laughs> gumboots, concrete. Mate, man, he did it the hard yeah, way. No, like, of course, he always of course. was in other people's backyards. And I don't think that Sammy actually gets the praise that he deserves for his rise to that world title. Like, it's what he's done is uh, it's a Cinderella story. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. he's, he's an absolute legend. And I'm, I am glad, as a friend of Sam's too, I'm glad that it's, uh, it's finally all over. And, um, and that the Siaka fight is what he goes out on. Siaka, former world champion as well. So Yeah, and a familiar name to Australian boxing he's fans. He's a social obviously. media pest, isn't he? Manny, he's always Manny he's Siaka. To, he's been trying to pick fights with me yeah, for the I past think year. Yeah, I've never had... I probably have had the call. I don't get on it. But I've heard a couple of people at the gym, Siaka. I'm like... Scott, for real, why just lives on social media, like messages all the fighters. Yeah. It's, he talks himself into some fights. Yeah, well, he's got, <laughs> he's got one. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's done well. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to do a bit of an evening with Sammy, like uh, assuming the fight goes well afterwards and he's going to do... Did you get like, the gig there or what? Well, haven't yet. No, no, some... I, no I think, no, I think no. you are going to get the gig. <laughs> okay, well, well, I've got to take the gig, don't I? Like, do I just... I think it'd be magically appear. Okay. Well, I think Jade knows something. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I don't think you're getting the gig. All right, no, jeez, <laughs> well, I don't I'd know if I'm being stitched up. Do it for me. <laughs> for you. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll have a chat about that afterwards. But you, um, you or Pilios? Uh, well, uh, you could you could do worse. So Matt Pilios doing great things yeah. in uh, in boxing here in Victoria, like yep. uh, so many of our uh, boxing talent. Sammy Navajero, if you're out there, mate. We he's out there. For you. We know he's out there. <laughs> Sammy, he could get it. No, he's, he's welcome to it. But, um, 
Yeah, exciting things coming up, no doubt. Uh, well, we'll have a look at those nominations for the all the categories, unless you've got something else. Do you have something else? Um, Blake, you got something? You want to have a crack oh, at someone? No, I'm fine. Nah. Go on, have a crack at someone. Pick someone and just line them up. <laughs> nah. Whoever. Jade's just going through his messages now, so I think that would probably be it. But um, okay. I'm going through the uh, nom- nominees. For oh, the, okay. Yeah. No yeah. worries. Well, before we get to the nominees, we should mention Everlast, um, our sponsor, all your boxing yep. needs you go to where? Yep. We go to www.everlastboxing.com.au for all your needs, boxing, fitness and apparel. Uh, Everlast have got you sorted. And thanks so much to Steve from um, North Melbourne Boxing and Fitness, who is always so uh, accommodating of us. He's got a new French bulldog as well, which we just met, which was uh, which was a treat. So we've got the the baby and the French bulldog in here today. And uh, yeah, thanks to Steve, as always. Anyone else? Does anyone else contribute? Oz Boxing. No, that's it. That's mate. it. That's it. Okay, beauty. Uh, well, we'll go on to the uh, the nominees for all the awards. I noticed this starts with the fighter of the, the year. I think we should go the other up. way. You should go the other way. Okay. So, do you want to start with whatever the last one on the list is? So, these are the nominees. Um, when are the winners going to be announced? I know it's not today. Do you know when it is? Um, I believe our next show. So probably about we're going to announce it, are we? Yeah, okay. I believe on on the uh, on the next podcast will be remote. Okay. And then uh, we'll do it there. Yeah, okay. We'll have the winner. Have the winner, whoever that might be. Fight well, you might just be here anyway. Maybe <laughs> the, the performance I put on with Paulson, you never know. <laughs> you just never know. All right. Well, um, we'll start with the um, the round of the year. Um, <laughs> and uh, do you want to go through these? Round of the year, we have. You read the first one. Glenn Austin versus Rob Powdrill. Okay, Austin v Powdrill, round one. It was only a one-round fight. so uh, Both boys be... tasted the canvas and uh, it was all over. And uh, Austin was the winner there. Uh, it, was, yeah, it was a furious round. Good yeah, fun. it was. It was. Yep. Um, the next of them was, well, this will be hard to beat in a lot of categories. Oh. I had the pleasure of calling this fight and it was uh, one of the best I've ever called. Damien Hooper, Reynold Quinlan in Brisbane. Round five or six, they've said. Round five was the round in which um, Damien Hooper went down twice and was a feather away from uh, losing mm. the fight and he stuck it out. Did you see that? I've seen Blake? that one, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Good, yeah, they Good went for it, yeah. <laughs> they went for it, no doubt. Uh, next, next we have Jason Maloney and Emmanuel Rodriguez. Round twelve. Round twelve. I was standing on my coffee table. Oh mate, jumping was, up and down. I was standing on the bar at Rye Pub, screaming like a madman. What um, the way he rallied back at the end of that fight? My God, the entire fight too. Like that was a great fight, yeah. great performance by Jason. And one that has got a lot of um, praise internationally, Lenny Zappavinia against Alex Saucedo, round number four was absolutely outstanding. And I'm sure you want to chuck yourself in. Do you? Do you get? Can you nominate yourself? No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. I just noticed there was some, some stuff there. But no, no, no. It was just there was something on the thing. But we I was won't. in a couple of good rounds this year. Yeah, you were. Man, Kerry. But no, we'll move on. What, what round did they mention? It, w- it was in the mentions, Jade Mitchell, Kerry Foley, round nine. I called that fight and I cannot remember round nine. What happened? Do you know? I got hit with that left hook in round six. That was round six, wasn't it? After that <laughs> um, no, it was, I'm pretty sure I just bashed him. <laughs> okay. So those are the nominees um, for the round of the year, the upset of the year. Well, I don't think there's any beating. Well, we can't give away the winners, but... Um, uh, there's one that is, a, that is a standout here, but uh, a really good um, performance by Jacob NG against Gage Island. Um, plenty had Gage the favourite. We probably expected him to do better than what he did, but I think it was such a big upset, Jacob NG's win, because he was just so dominant in that fight. 
Oh man, he's um he's certainly one to watch. He's got all the tools. He's so long as well for that weight, and uh, man, he just steamrolled steamrolled uh, Gage. Yeah, he did. Gage Island gets a nomination himself for his victory over Hayton Lemuz. I called that fight, um, and Hayton Lemuz was a massive favourite. Gage Island just went to war and um, did an incredible job. And then also nominated is our man here, Blake Caparello, an upset against Trent Broadhurst. Um, I think, again, here, um, don't be offended by being nominated. I think the idea (laughs) from from those who put it together is that it it was expected to... I didn't do it. (laughs) I don't do this. This is not my job. This is changing the voice. Um, Is that it was such a dominant win, whereas people thought it was going to be a close fight, like we said before. The fashion in which it happened, man, I didn't... (laughs) How did you pick that? Come on. It was um, was Brock Ellis. Yeah, I could imagine. (laughs) Come on, Brock. And it has to be the other one, doesn't it? Surely. And then Francis Tewer, the removalist uh, against Kai (laughs) McKenzie. Um, on the big stage at Suncorp Stadium when Kai McKenzie was uh, a couple of conversations away from having a fight with Vasil Lomachenko and the removalist comes out at short notice and um, wins in just ridiculous fashion and then gives out his mobile phone number in the post-fight interview. Um, just great stuff. On to performance of the year. Yep. This will make up for it. Our first nominee for performance of the year. How can you look past Caparello versus Broadhurst? There we go. You happy with that? Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, it's a bit better. Redeemed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Maloney against Luis Concepcion in Bendigo. I called that fight. Um, just brilliant against a former world champion. Dominated him and uh, stopped him as well. Then our man Jacob NG against Gage Island, tearing him to pieces, uh, hitting him so well to the body, using variety against the extremely tough Gage Island. Yep, and then uh, Regan DeSau for his blowout of uh, Stephen Lovett. So Blake's next opponent, Regan, uh, for that huge win that he had as well. Fight of the year. Um, it'll be hard to go past Hooper v Quinlan. Hell of a fight, yep. Very hard. But then you've also got Jason Jason Rodriguez as well. That's another one of our nominees. Yeah, Maloney against Rodriguez. Uh, Glenn Austin and Rob Powdrill. Uh, mentioned as well and Lenny Zappavinia against Alex Sosedo. Um you were also mentioned there Jade for your fight with Kerry Foley oh that's lovely uh, take us through the knockouts of the year uh, knockouts of the year well we've got um, Chris Terzi um, he poor old Moses Havaya my God, is that guy awake yet? That was that was absolutely brutal. He's such a good bloke, Moses. Too. Really, he just copped so many shots. He'd turn up and fight anyone. But yeah, that was a that was a brutal knockout. Um, Jeff Horn against Anthony Mundine uh, on the big stage, uh, ninety or so seconds. Did you expect it to go that quick, Blake? Um, you know what? If you look back at history, Mundine struggles against the, you know the Garth Wood sort of style, and yeah, I wasn't surprised. I think it was lucky the first shot missed him. 90 seconds, though. Jeez. Oh, your man, Reagan Desai, uh, gets a nomination for knockout of the year for <laughs> your man for, against uh, <laughs> Steve Lovett. Um, Surely once I beat him, that's not going to be in the upsets of the year. No, I don't think so. I'm sure you're off the red You'd have to talk to Ice Boxing, mate. Don't talk to me. There's no point. I can pass on a message if you want. Yeah. I reckon just for shits and giggles, it's upset of the year and we're getting back on next week. <laughs> yeah. <more> show. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then knockout of the year, Chock gets a nomination um, for his knockout. <laughs> Anthony Munzine against Tommy Brown in January uh, nice. of last year. Yeah, nice. yeah, had hit him with a nice right hand and then uh, finished him off hook. with a big left hook. Yeah. 99. Called that fight as well. <laughs> big night. a few mentions today. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm here. I might as well. Yeah. No one else. One is. of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> 
prospect of the year. Do you want to take us through these, Blake? Or, no, oh, I can't you, read, you read it. It's, it's, it's too small, it's, that writing. Well, surprise, surprise, <laughs> it's Blake Caparello's man again, Regan DeSauer. <laughs> really? Yeah, gets a nomination for prospect of the year. So does Jaya Pattaya, as well as Liam Parrow and Brock Jarvis. So they're the prospects of the year nominees. And that takes us to the fighter of the year. Jade, who are they? Fighter of the year, we have Jeff Horn. Uh, we also have Jason Maloney, Andrew Maloney, and we have Blake's in there, <laughs> Dennis Hogan. <laughs> okay, so there we go. The two Maloney brothers, Jeff Horn and Dennis Hogan, they're the nominees for Fighter of the Year. So that are, uh, is all the nominees for all the awards in the Oz Boxing uh, End of Year Awards for 2018. We'll have the winners in our next episode. That can't have been very interesting for people to watch, but... Um, at least you can get everyone talking and yeah, yeah we'd like some to conversations. Like, like to get everyone's feedback on uh, on on who they think was who you got for and... fighter of the year who are they again the Maloney brothers <laughs> oh. Jeff Horn Dennis Hogan I'll be honest I haven't seen much oh that's great thanks yeah. a lot for coming Sorry, along so like, um, that yeah, really helps it's good of you to take an interest um, in well <laughs> if really so you can't go past Jeff can you if you if you fought Crawford and then you've knocked Mundine out he's the, probably the biggest name at the moment yep. who is fighting well it's yeah. not up to me it's up to us I don't know who's Brock's favourite <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, not be like that you're definitely getting you're definitely getting yeah. upset, of the upset. Year. congratulations <laughs> on your upset of the congratulations year congratulations um, to Blake Caparello yeah. on that uh, so we all thought you'd get snotted and you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming in uh, they're coming in to start training here at uh, North Melbourne Boxing and Fitness so we will get going but Blake um, good luck in your next fight thank you very much see you thanks back here in Melbourne guys appreciate it thank Thank you. And Jade, good luck with your recovery. Thank you very and, much, mate. And good luck soon. with uh, the birth as well of your first child. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Uh, you folks can exchange notes by then. He'll be a, he'll be a veteran. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And thanks so much for joining us. See you next time on Hurt Business Radio.